James, I have a question for you today, or question of the day. Question of the day. Someone wrote in to Quora and said something like, I'm paraphrasing, uh, I have two kids who are 11 and 8, and I'm teaching them to play chess, and I play with them a lot. Do you think it's a good idea for me to let them beat me now and again? That's a very good question. I ask myself that all the time because I'm always – I'm trying to teach my 13-year-old how to play better tennis, and – the answer there is, I have two answers. One is, I don't let her beat me in tennis. But that's another story. I can go into that. But with chess, I would never let my child beat me in chess if possible because... Now, we should say you're a very, very, very good chess player. I'm a good chess player. So if she were to beat me in chess, it, she, it would lose continuity with her. Like, she knows me as like... Like, a, it would be a disconnect? Like, what's going on? Like, you're worried about her thinking she's better than she is? Or, or she, Yeah, like, kids shouldn't think... They're suddenly the greatest at anything. They should think. Yeah, we should definitely keep our children down more than we do. That's well, for sure. Well, well, they should think that we are way too nice to our kids in this country. Yeah, can well, I say? Yeah, yeah, because we always tell our kids like, "You're great. You got an A plus. You got a 90. Like, think about it. A CEO of a business, if they make even fifty percent of their decisions correctly, they're going to have a billion dollar business. But a fifty is a failure in school. But my kid is like panicked if she doesn't get like a 97 or higher on a, on a and, class. And how about trophy inflation? Remember you used to only get a trophy if you like, like if won. You won. <laughs> if you won something difficult, right. like, like like the county or the state match. Pine Box Derby. Did you do that? Pine, is that what yeah, it's called? like from 1890. <laughs> I don't know. You're, All right, go ahead. So I don't let my kid win chess, but here's what I do. What I like to do is what I call bring the target closer. So like, let's say we're playing tennis and I'm teaching her how to serve. Don't stand on the back line, stand in the middle of the court and see if you can serve. And once you do that 10 times in a row, you can move two feet backwards. Okay, so always bring the target closer to make it easier for them to improve. Not win, but improve. And so with chess, there's various games you can transform chess into to make the target closer. So for instance, Take all the pieces off the board except the pawns. Now, whoever gets a pawn. Both players? For both players. Whoever gets a pawn to the other side of the board first wins the game. That's just pawn racing. And that gets them familiar with how pawns work and the subtleties of how pawns work. Think a couple moves ahead. So it brings the target a little bit closer for them. It's a little bit easier than chess. And so sometimes then my kid might win just by random chance because it's a little bit more of a random game. Or another one is anti-chess where the rules of that are the exact opposite of chess. So if you can take a piece, you have to take it. And whoever gets rid of all their pieces first wins. The and moves are the same for the pieces, though? Moves are the same for the pieces, and you could take the king in the middle of the game. That's mm-hmm. the only difference. Okay. So sometimes, just randomly, they might win that. So let me ask you this. Did you, this approach of yours make your kids, I mean, not that you can measure the counterfactual, but did it, did it seem to make them more or less eager to learn and get good at chess? Uh, they're not as excited about chess. That's uh, just a, a personal thing. Like, some people like Chess is a boring game for most people. So some people like chess, some people don't. But with my daughter, I play a game called uh, five in a row. So we set up on a 19 by 19 board, something called Go board. Go is the Japanese game? Yeah, Japanese game. And you get white and black pieces. We play like a form of tic-tac-toe on it, except you have to get five in a row. Gotcha. And 
that's another game where I'll win most of the time, but it's not such a clear thing. Like she'll win some of the time, so she always feels like she's improving. So she'll be upset when she loses, but she has a sense that she's improving. And I think the key there is not to get so upset that she just gives up, like, oh, automatically thinking I'm a failure. She realizes that if she works at it and improves and if she sees a few more moves ahead, she might have a chance to beat me. All right, let me ask you a question. So chess is one thing in that it's mental, but let's take something else that's physical, right? So let's say you're playing sports with your kids and plainly, let's say I'm playing soccer with my son and he's eight years old. Plainly, I can dominate him in every way. But there's a certain point at which domination if you're playing for fun or even for instruction or improvement, just like doesn't get you anywhere, does right. it? Right, but, but my guess is what you do is, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. my guess is you, you quote-unquote bring the target closer. Right. Well, so I, you probably simplify how you play against him, and he's probably aware of that, so he knows the rules have been modified to make it easier for him. So for instance, uh, with my daughter again, I play her ping pong. I started her off, you have a 15-point advantage and we're playing to 21. Okay, if you win three games in a row at that, you go to a 14-point advantage, and we're still playing for 21. Did you play games with your dad when you were a kid? Yeah, I played chess and tennis and and ping pong. (laughs) Small world. And uh, did he ever let you in, do you think, in retrospect? No, because one time I suspected him. I Mm -hmm. I was a very competitive kid, and I was an extreme sore loser. One time I suspected of him letting me win in chess, and I threw the pieces all over the floor, and I'm really sure he never let me uh, win after that. So do you think if you didn't come from that tradition that you might have a different view of teaching your own kids to play chess in the no, way that you do? No, I, I always knew if you just tell a kid that they're great, I mean, because this is why I was a sore loser. Everybody would tell me, oh, you're talented at chess or whatever. And so if I ever lost... I would think my life is over because somehow I was not talented anymore or I had reached my peak. So I always knew you always want to kind of like flirt with the idea that there's room for improvement. So it's not like I it's not like I withhold praise. I say, oh, you're doing great. You're really improving. Um, you know, keep focusing on this. This is where you're getting stronger. But I'll never say, oh, you're the most amazing talent. You're going to be great at mm. this. James, we're going to get back to that question in just a minute. But first, this break. Building a website can be tough, even for those who know how to code. Creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair. In this day and age, though, you probably need your own website, whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, or whatever else. Luckily, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level, no coding required. Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. Seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website for only $8 a month. You can even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. Start your trial and build your website today with no credit card required. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to enter our offer code, which is the word QUESTION, to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for Question of the Day. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Here's a related question. So this is something I see a lot. My kids are 15 and 13 now. 
So they, they, they've both gone through a lot of things where they get kind of infatuated with something and sometimes they're, you know, it, it's, um, it's, you know, one thing at a time. Sometimes it's three things at once and those three sure. things compete for attention. But then I see this with them and I see this with every other kid they know. If it's something that's in a competitive realm, whether it's dance or a sport or ice skating or whatever, you get to a certain level and unless you are like at the very, very, very top, you stop going forward, right? So you, whether you make the team or, or you get to the finals or whatever. So then the question to me becomes, well, wait a minute. This is something that like you, this kid loved doing and would put in all these hours for and seemed to get a lot of joy and other returns out of. But now, the minute th- then there comes a cutoff point. And what bums me out is that there's no mechanism to keep kids doing the thing that they like doing in a, when it's a competitive realm when they're not good enough to make it to the kind of champion level. Right. I, I agree. I think that's a real shame in education and a lot of the ways many of these sports or competitive activities or singing or whatever is, is, is taught. I think – Kids need to be taught not to be good, but they need to be taught that it's good to improve. Anybody can improve at anything. So I'm the worst singer in the world, but if I took singing lessons, I would improve. And I enjoy the act of singing. I would like to improve. What are you, what are you working on improving right now? So, so I write every day, and I have a bunch of books out, just like you write. You have great books out. But you out. write much faster than I do. Well, I write all day long. You probably podcast more than I do. I write... 12 hours a day. And by that, I mean, really? yeah, I'm, I'm reading constantly and I'm reading really good writers because I want to figure out what the, I think about each line. Like, what were they thinking when they wrote that line? And then I write and I write and I sometimes publish, sometimes don't. And it's almost like a depressing thing like because I still have that fixed mindset. Like, if I'm not the best, then I'm somehow failing. But I'm really trying to switch to a mindset where if I'm improving, that's... Good. So let me ask you this. Let's say you and I sat down to have a writing contest, like a chess game. Yeah. Um, would you want me to let you win? De- definitely not, because I do try to always improve vis-a-vis how I've been before and other people and so on. So I always try to improve. I would be disappointed losing, but then I try to improve. I don't give up. Uh, but I used to give up. And I think the one thing that changed for me between being a child and being a 40-year-old adult, because it took (laughs) until about 40, is that I don't give up when I lose now. I used to give up completely when I lost on anything. If I made a stock market trade and it didn't go well, I would give up. If I started a business and one month was down from the other month, I would give up. But now I try really hard to be aware, okay, that tendency is happening again. You feel like giving up, but maybe there's also room to improve, to study from your mistakes, to show your mistakes to a teacher who's been through it before, to um, study books about the field so that you could learn from these mistakes. You know, I mean, you and I, I won't mention the name of it, you and I even started a business together, uh, which you might not remember, in 2000... I don't remember. 2008. And it didn't go well one month, and I just gave up. What was the business? Jungle Smash. We were, we were crowdsourcing ads. Do you remember that? I have no recollection. You mentioned, it, you, mentioned you wrote a Freakonomics post on it. We could even search for it. Uh, it's probably still junglesmash.blogspot.com. It was great because I would say... Hang on, I'll, here we go. Is Jungle Smash the new Addis- Madison Avenue? I love social experiments, and I love how the internet is a force for disintermediation, and I love Mad Men too, so I'm really prepared to love Jungle Smash as well. Jungle Smash is a little experiment from my friend James Altucher, whom I've written about here and here. 
It's a bit of a mashup of everything that's come before. James picked a random brand, Crest Toothpaste, and is offering $2,000 to whoever makes and posts to YouTube the best video about Crest. And you know what? 50 people posted videos, and there was even like a lightsaber contest. Like there was special effects. Like this kid dressed in a Crest costume <laughs> was fighting with a lightsaber, a kid uh, in a Colgate uh, costume, and they won the $2,000. And by the way, Procter and Gamble even called me and said we want to talk to you about this. But you know, I, I it was the exact month I was going through a divorce, and I just gave up on the whole thing. But now, now you would handle it differently because you've gotten better at handling. I hope so. Multiple I, I, stress streams. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know. I think there's one thing only that you and I need to work on improving. Our our backgammon uh, our backgammon game. No, no, no. Backgammon game is fine. We need to figure out how to end our podcast episodes. Hey, wouldn't you like to know the next question of the day? Hang on, we'll tell you about it. This episode was brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter our offer code, which is the word question, at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. On the next question of the day, my daughter, Anya, she didn't really know that much about the Kardashians, but you were to give her multiple choice, like Rockefeller, Jobs, Gates, whatever, Kardashian. Kardashian to her would be easily the apogee of perfect business. If you rate us favorably on iTunes, we'll send you a bust of Steven. Question of the day will rise in the rankings and perhaps become the dominant podcast of our era. That sounds reasonable, doesn't it? So come on, take a minute while you're listening. Go rate us and please subscribe.